Hello and welcome to Tommy Media's The News Brief, a weekly podcast highlighting stories posted at TommyMedia.com from the previous week. I'm Owen Larson with Mae McFarlane. This episode covers St. Thomas news stories from the weeks of March 20th through April 1st. First up, St. Thomas News. March 21st, St. Thomas approved six new locations around campus to serve liquor, allowing those over 21 to be served alcohol at 26 spots on campus during some events. The new locations, which were approved on February 1st, include meeting rooms in Tommy East and Tommy North, the North Cider Dining Hall, the Iverson Center for Faith, indoor and outdoor patios, Campus Service Center, Palmer Athletic Field, and North Athletic Field. To see a map of all locations, check out TommyMedia.com. March 23rd. St. Thomas Class of 1952 alum Gene Fry donated $15 million to the university, which will help students afford St. Thomas's two-year residency requirement. To show gratitude, the university will rename Tommy East Hall to Mary and Jean Fry Hall at a dedication ceremony on May 11, 2022. Vice President of Student Affairs Karen Lang said, quote, Fry continues to be a friend to the university. He is honestly one of the nicest men you could possibly meet, and he cares deeply about St. Thomas and wants students to have a great St. Thomas experience, end quote. Retired CEO and chairman of Waldorf Corps, Fry is a member of St. Thomas's Board of Trustees and has been an influential donor for many years. March 25th. Amid several construction projects on a changing St. Thomas campus, the lack of parking has affected many students' daily lives, especially commuter students, leading some to, quote, regret buying a pass at all. Brady Hall renovations have closed Lot B, which is between Flynn and Morrison Hall, to students and staff for the remainder of the 2021-22 academic year. Lot A will also be closed until 2023 due to St. John Vianney College Seminary construction. Junior commuter student Abby Gustafson said, quote, I always have to leave my apartment at least an hour before classes start so I can find parking. If I leave less time than that, I'm scrambling to get to class on time. A major sore spot for students is the price of a St. Thomas parking permit compared to the benefits it provides. The current rate for a commuter permit is $125 per semester, or $225 per year. March 28th. The undergraduate student government amended three USG bylaws during its March 17th general council meeting at Scooters. Executive Vice President and Provost Eddie Rojas and the Dean of Morrison Family College of Health, Mike Howe Hung, spoke at the meeting and finances were reviewed. To read the entire undergraduate student government update, check out Tommy Media. March 30th. As a two-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic has come and gone, COVID-19 regulations have eased up across the United States and St. Thomas's campus. However, one thing has remained constant throughout the pandemic. Many U.S. citizens mistrust in science. Disaster arrived when COVID-19 sparked a global health crisis. Medical technology could have led Americans to the end of the pandemic, but many Americans did not trust in what they did not know. 29% of Americans said they have a, quote, great deal of confidence in medical scientists to act in the best interests of the public, according to a 2021 Pew Research Center poll. Now to some local Twin Cities news. March 25th, Minneapolis Associated Press. Teachers in Minneapolis reached a tentative agreement early Friday, March 25th, 
to end a more than two-week strike over pay and other issues that idled some 29,000 students and around 4,500 educators and staff in one of Minnesota's largest school districts. The Union for Teachers and Support Staff planned to announce details later in the day, but said it achieved what it sought when its members walked off the job March 8th after they were unable to agree on a contract with district leaders. Ratification votes were expected over the weekend, and Superintendent Ed Graff said he was looking forward to welcoming students and staff back to school on Monday. The Minneapolis Federation of Teachers and Education Support Professionals said in a statement, quote, These historic agreements contain important wins for our students and the safe and stable schools they deserve. Major gains were made on pay for education support professionals, protections for educators of color, class size caps, and mental health supports, end quote. March 29th, Minneapolis public school teachers and students returned to the classroom Tuesday after members of the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers reached a tentative agreement with the Minneapolis School District, ending a nearly three-week strike. The strike affected around 28,500 students and 4,500 teachers and education support professionals. The MFT's demands included higher wages, limits on class sizes, and retention of educators of color. Sonia Nunez-Gibbs, a Roosevelt High School education support professional, said, quote, The conditions across this country in education for many years, especially in low-income neighborhoods and neighborhoods of majority students of color, are not okay. The people that are keeping it humane are the staff, education support professionals, cafeteria workers, and teachers. And if you don't prioritize our mental health or our physical needs, there's only so long that we can do that, end quote. Check out all of these stories and more on TommyMedia.com. I'm Owen Larson with Mae McFarlane. Thank you for joining us this week on Tommy Media's The News Brief.